When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. Uh, it's that lovely time of the week once again, a Friday evening, or approaching Friday evening technically, still a Friday afternoon, but there's a big weekend of racing ahead in all jurisdictions, and it's no different for Greyhound Racing either as we dissect the latest Greyhound Racing news of Frill of the Chase. Damien Watson in the chair, and I'm joined by the one and only Mitch Bayer, who, I tell you what, he's in a good mood because he collected a nice little bag of cricket gear based on some of the stuff that he's delivered on the lids fly and thrill of the chase during the week. Uh, you're really getting a cult following now as I welcome you in, Mitch. I uh, don't think uh, we've got Mitch on the line, so we'll endeavour to do that as soon as possible. But in the interim, we, of course, have the racing from last night to review and we've got the Bendigo Cup final later on this weekend as well. So there's a lot happening in that sense and also some sad news during the week with the passing of Paul Wheeler, her name, who is synonymous with Greyhound Racing, particularly in Victoria, but right across Australasia, he certainly did have a fine reputation and transcended the industry in many ways, it must be said. So we'll discuss that right throughout the course of the show. We've also got racing for the Meadows to dissect as well and we'll Review the, uh, the, uh, the the races from Sandown Park last night. Obviously, a lot of action there. And we had 12 races on the card with the uh, Melbourne Cup preludes to go through. And we'll review a lot of those results very, very shortly. The Bold Trees, uh, the Hard Style Rico at Stud. There were plenty of races to dissect from last night. So if you want to text in as well at any stage, 499 736 736 and we'll obviously draw upon your correspondence as that comes through to hand. So we'll endeavour to get Mitch Bayer up very, very shortly. Just with Paul Wheeler as well, I want to pay tribute myself, given the amount that he managed to contribute throughout the Greyhound racing industry, and we'll discuss that at greater length. But uh, just a massive impact. You go back to some of the achievements as well and what he's been able to contribute and probably a larger-than-life character as well, maybe not necessarily in personality, but in regards to the contribution he made to the industry, he certainly was larger-than-life, and it was shock news as well, 65 years of age, a great owner and breeder. The career, when you think about it, even though he's 65, it spans more than half a century, it spans more than 50 years, and he's been around for a long, long time. We know the family has been as well. The 1980s was probably the era in which he set up that foundation, and it just continued on from that point onwards. Their racing stock was remarkable. You have the success of Barcia Bale, Fernando Bale, who really captured the imagination of the Greyhound racing industry for a long period of time, probably about six or seven years ago. And you also have Dinah Double as well. So it just scratches the surface. And those are big names in themselves. So we wish his family all the best in what must be a very tough time for them. And uh, you go back to some of the Melbourne Cup champions as well, in which... 
he was involved in in terms of breeding. Cantar uh, Bale in 1999, Dynatron in 2011, Dyna Villa in 2014, and Dyna Double One in 2015. So we wish his family all the best, as I said. So we'll review some of those races very, very shortly from Sandown Park. We'll take a break and hopefully we'll get Mitch Bayer up on the line on the other side. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase on this Friday evening right across the country on SEN Track. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. And a big welcome back to Frill of the Chase. Damien Watson in the chair, and we've got Mitch Abaya connected and ready to go. Mitchie, a big welcome to you. Firstly, I mentioned before the break that uh, you've garnered such a following, they're even sending you gifts. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I uh, got a great set uh, of cricket gear from uh, TNF Sport, Michael Sheeds. Uh, what, a, what a great gesture that was. I'm uh, absolutely thrilled, and... Really uh, privileged to receive that. He's a great bloke, and I, I send him tips. Uh, we speak quite often on the old WhatsApp message. He only messaged me through Twitter at the start once he uh, knew I was on the show, but I uh, found out I had an interest in cricket, and, yeah, he owns uh, TNF Cricket. They're quite big. They've got about 17,000 followers on uh, Facebook, and if you want to go and have a look at their uh, setup and their store and that, uh, they, they cover a few countries. I know they're just uh, moving into England, and uh, they're pretty big overseas as well. But, uh, yeah, TNF Cricket, they sent me a full kit. I was absolutely blah, gobsmacked. Oh, fair enough, too. Very nice of them. Now, we've got the racing at the Meadows tonight with race five coming up in five minutes. So what we might do, we'll get the tips out for the listeners out there. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six to text in. Uh, by the way, off the SMS, get a... Mitch, J-Bob says uh, number 10, the next at uh, Pakenham Senegalia. Uh, but incidentally, we've got race five at the Meadows. What's your tip here, Mitch? Uh, this, yeah, in this race, uh, I thought this was a really open race. Uh, there's a little bit of speed around and there was speed inside and out. Uh, Kasimi, he was good to, he was ordinary last week, but a few weeks ago he was really good. And um, I just don't know how he's going to handle this wet going. So I'm settling on the five carry on Liam. I just think it's drawn beautifully on the outside of Kasimi. Should get a nice card across him. If he can go 5'11 like he did at Sandown last week, and he's awfully hard to beat. Plus, he's a strong dog as well. Enter the Sun was massive last week, but I think the early speed and he'll get caught up in some trouble. So number five, carry on Liam. All right. Uh, by the way, Al Ria won the first at Pakenham. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad I didn't have a bet in that race because it paid 16.20. It was a, one of the rank outsiders and prevailing in the first at Pakenham. So there you go. Just with the Meadows, my tip for the sake of it. I know you like Carry On Liam, which is about 6.50 on the market. So a decent amount of value there considering it's four. But it's been in the placings in four of its last five with a couple of wins there to boot. But I'm going to go here with Gypsy Bun. The Reds, it's drawn pretty well. Has always raced well at the Meadows, and the fact that it is in the inside, that's where it seems to always thrive from box one, Gypsy Bud. So I'm going to back it in at about 350. It's the second favourite at the moment for Andrea Daly. So that'll be my tip for the next at the Meadows. Let's cast our mind back firstly, though, Mitchie, to last night. We had the Melbourne Cup preludes, and one I want to touch on first, we'll go to the first of those preludes. And we had the winner in Carry On Angel for team, uh, Tim Britton in the end. A fantastic performance. A finishing time of 29.415 seconds over Webb Black Blazer and Aston Lavinia. So in good company, Tyler Durden finished sixth. Well grounded in four for Angela Langton, which has performed reasonably well. What did you make of a pretty class race? That was a great race. And, um, yeah, there's... The racing last night was top-notch. I think for those that follow the racing, they would have got a pretty good spectacle and get to see some pretty nice pups go around. And um, 
like we got to see Cablens go around. That was an upset in that race, Invictus Rising. Um, I just think that, you know, the, the racing on the, the night was so deep. Um, you know, Zipping Rambo's win was fantastic as well. But those preludes, uh, Karen Angel, Weblock Blazer, Aston Lavinia, three class dogs. Um, Karen Angel was brilliant out in front, uh, set the tone, 29.41. Webleck Blazer, 29.63. Aston Lavinia, uh, 29.67. So they're running some time there. I think the track was it was pretty average conditions by the, about the fifth race last night. So I think the wind had started to settle in, the temperature dropped. And we know once the temperature drops, Damo, that mm. the uh, the dogs just tighten up a little bit. They can't uh, run that sort of time that they would uh, normally when it's nice and warm. Yeah, that's a good point to make. Uh, by the way, off the SMS, Brian from St Albans likes Enter the Sun to win the next at the Meadows in race five. Uh, so that's his tip there off the text. And Rhino says, Packenham race six, groovy kind of love is my best of the day. Thank you, Rhino, for sending that through. We've got night racing, of course, in the thoroughbreds at Packenham tonight. What will probably be wintry conditions, it must be said. Let's turn our attention to the second of the Tab Melbourne Cup preludes. And Invictus Rising prevailed. It was a little bit of collateral damage. I mean... Uh, Xavier Bale, plan ahead of Webleck Thunder, were very slow to begin and they collided soon after the box rise. So that probably affected things. And Kablenz, who has been in fantastic form, finished third. Baruga smoked second. So interesting subplots to this race. Yeah, I actually uh, tipped in Victus Rising on Twitter, Dame. I was uh, well pretty done. keen on him. I thought he'd get a nice run behind Coblenz uh, and he, he did just that. He smoked the pipe. He's been running well over 600 metres. Um, he was huge last night. Just sat on him, mowed him down late and was super strong. And uh, He's going to be a big chance come the uh, Melbourne Cup. I'll tell you what, because he, he went 5-11 last night. I reckon that could be close enough to uh, lead a heat. I don't know if that'd be enough to win a final, but uh, he runs time, 29-37. He chased down some really good dogs last night. and uh, I think having that 600-metre prep uh, really has got, you know, got the kilometres in the legs, got the strength there. And if he does lob close enough, I think that uh, he's going to be a big chance. He just has to draw inside. That's the big thing for next week. But he was awesome last night. Baruga Smoke, he's uh, rejuvenated since going to Brook and Jamie Ennis. And uh, Koblenz just didn't really uh, handle the heat. Uh, he got under. He got put under. But I think the track was probably uh, it was pretty chilly, and uh, I think the rain had just started to drizzle then, so uh, it wasn't really ideal conditions for the the speedy ones out in front. But saying that, uh, Invictus Rising, yeah, huge win, not taking anything away. Hey, Dame, how long until uh, the Meadows? Because uh, I was going to roll out a quaddy, but I yeah, roll it out. Late. You got a minute or two, so that's fine. All right, uh, I was going to go field in the first leg. Yep. Uh, and then second leg, two, two, three, six in the second leg. Yep. Third leg. Three, four, and six, and coming home with three dogs in the last leg. One, eight, uh, one, two, and six. Sorry, so that was field. Two, three, six, three, four, six, one, two, six. There you go. Make sure you follow that one in, that listeners. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six will bring you that race from the Meadows race five very shortly. Just a point I want to make on Cablenz. So what's the value we... here? Yeah, absolutely. A point I want to make on Cablenz. As well, I mean, this might sound a bit harsh, and I know you say the conditions don't suit, but given the reputation the dog has, is it a little bit of a concern in the sense that it can't adapt to different conditions in that sense? I mean, if you're going to be at the top of the tree as a greyhound, you'd probably have to be adaptable to the different types of conditions that you come up against and have to endure. Yeah, you do, but the thing is that his style of racing is being out in front, and you know you're not going to win all the races, but you're going to be in a lot of them because you're going to be out there setting the speed. And if you're not up, if you're not up to it, you're not up to it. That, that's just the big thing. You know, if you're not, if you lead, you get mowed down. Well, so be it. But, um, yeah, no, he, uh, 
he was okay last night. He was on 29.50 last night. I, I just think that the conditions in suit, get a nice warm day, uh, doesn't get clipped on the first turn. He just runs away and wins, I reckon. All right, we've got race five coming up from the Meadows. They're almost set. The outside, set to go. Ready? Racing. Kasumi Slater began away fast there. Gypsy Bunny on the inside showing speed as Camulus. Deep on the track there. Lala Ivory towards the lead as they go to the first turn and check to the tail. There would have been Kerry and Liam and also into the sun. Going down the back straight and Gypsy Bun the leader. Raced away. It's about eight lengths out in front of Lala Ivory. They were followed by Kasumi hey, the outside over on the inside. Into the sun. Followed further back you then by hold on, Mitch. And then came Happy Ruby and Camulus. Uh, it should from there. Gypsy Bun no, still Gypsy. way out in front here over Lala Ivory. Followed by into the sun. But Gypsy Bun is a stylish winner by about six. Head of the Sun second, Lala Ivory third, followed by Sovereign Wind. Next to the inside then came Happy Ruby, followed by Camulus Cassimi. And the trailer going over the line there would have been Carry on Liam. And the race time is showing around 30 and 41. Well. That's the value of leading, and I guess the, Good inside, find. Draw, the inside draw helped, didn't it? Oh, massively. You look at his form. He's uh, won 16 races in his career, um, and what is it? Uh, 12 of those have come from boxes one to four. So uh, he loves an inside draw. Uh, had a couple of average beginners drawn outside him, and I tell you what, how was my bloke? Carry on, Liam got absolutely skittled. Didn't even <laughs> uh, didn't even give it a sniff. Oh, it does happen. But with Gypsy Bunny, are you surprised that it paid? Uh, I think the market's corrected itself now. It's four, $4 top tote. It was originally three three sixty. Yeah, or $4, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's a – well, he's a good dog, but he's not super consistent. Like, you have a look, uh, his last five starts, second, first, sixth, fifth, fifth. So the, you understand why the price is there. Watchdog had it on top uh, in the market, and uh, he had Sovereign Wind in for second. Uh, Into the Sun was a big run as well. He's gonna, he's crying now for 600. I'll tell you what, when they put him up over 600, you just get on because he's ready to go, ready to run. He's back somewhere near his best, and he's a very fast dog in his day. But Gypsy Barnes scraped the paint and won well. Absolutely, and well done to J-Bob, who backed it in as well. He says, you beauty, six lengths the win, and also off the SMS, Matty from Geelong backed it, backed it as well. He actually went with 1-7-8. In the end, the trifecta was 1-6-8. So bad luck for missing out on that, Matty, because uh, the trifecta ended up paying $203.60. Uh, so he wasn't too far away. And Rido says, I'm keen to hear more about Mitchie's cricket career. Highest score and best bowling figures and type of bowling, please. May as well take us through that. Oh, yeah, no, I've um, been playing for quite a while now. Um, gee, I don't really know my stats too much off by heart. I think, of course uh, you do. You know your high stats. Sc- no, I don't, I don't, Dame. I'm, I'm trying to think of them now. My high score, I think, is 136. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I think, no, I think, no, I've only, I think I've only ever made about three, I think I've made three or four tons. That's it. So I'm not really a big prolific uh, tons maker, but. Uh, yeah, no, I've been I've played at uh, a couple of clubs. Play at Lourdes. I've been there for seven years. I think uh, I'm just I'm risking this. Mitchie from Van Gambia and I were talking about their stats probably about uh, a month or so ago. I reckon I averaged somewhere around the 32 mark with the stick. Um, and bowling wise, I just bowl uh, swingers in swing, out swing, uh, medium paces. All right, fair enough. Now, just on last, been lucky enough to play in some grand finals though. Played in three grand finals in four years at the top grade, so I can't complain there. How many premierships? 
Uh, yeah, we won all three. Three oh, out of four. Okay, three, yeah. three premierships in four years, and the, the one year we didn't make it, we went out in straight sets. All right, got you there. Uh, Dave says, I like Kishtar in the next and each way odds at Murray Bridge. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's coming up in the next Bridge. few minutes. Uh, we've got race nine to review from last night, the third prelude for the Melbourne Cup. And Hebridian Black ended up prevailing for Lisa Cockrell, a time of 29.384 seconds. Keep it blue for Angela Langton wasn't too far behind in second. Do it was the highly fancied dog, I guess, in the sense that it has a big reputation and it finished fourth. So what did you make of the third prelude, Mitch? Oh, geez, how good's a Britian Black going? I actually listened to the little snippet that Sandown Racing put on their social media today with the interview with uh, Ian Cockrell, uh, also known as Budgie. Um, and, yeah, they mentioned about how the dog had so much ability as a pup, but they found out that he had a little uh, metacarpal crack um, and they got that cleaned up and I you know, got it scraped, but they didn't realise that there was a couple of little cracks underneath uh, the wrist, not on top. So uh, they found that late and uh, got that sorted. And I tell you what, since then, he's been absolutely flying this dog. He's a big boy. You can understand why the bit of pressure goes through those wrists. Uh, he's 37.7 kilos. But I tell you what, since they've uh, got that done, they brought him back. I think they said it took five months to get him right. But uh, he's been stepping beautifully, really keen. Uh, at the boxes, uh, he gets out and goes. And he went 5.10 last night, which is absolutely blistering for him. Uh, 29.38. He's got to be a big chance for the, the Melbourne Cup. Um, he's strong as an ox. He runs time. He just probably needs a box draw. And as the trainer said, he probably relies on a tad bit of luck. But Keep It Blue was awesome in second. 29.66 with paying $4 the place. Uh, Black Robin was gutsy, um, but kept wide on the track the majority of the race. And uh, Adelaide Cup winner Do It was probably never in the race. All right, we've got a few text messages in regards to tips for the next at Murray Bridge. Mitch from Mount Gambia is liking a valuable, valuable witness. And Rhino. Yeah, very keen, son. Rhino's with Kishtar as well. Crazy each way's at 20 and 5, I think, is what Rhino was referring to. So thank you for those text messages. And Rock says, good afternoon, Dave Mitchy. I know you both love cricket and so do I. I actually cracked one through the covers this morning. I'm going to take that as a cricket analogy, Rock, and nothing else. I'm going to take that as a cricket analogy and nothing else. Simple as that. He's probably out at the nets today, Mitch. He was out at the nets. And he cracked one through the covers. No, not in the morning. Not in the morning. So uh, thank you, Rock, for sending that through. Uh, <laughs> we've got the next that is, Bridge uh, coming up in the next. I'm with valuable. I'm with valuable witness here. I'm yeah. pretty keen on it. Yeah, three ten. It's not bad odds, I must say. But uh, I know that uh, Brett Davis likes Aston Rapova in this race, and it's about sixteen dollars. Brett Davis, of course, a race caller. So there's a little bit of value yep. there, and there's a bit of a push for that as well. So there are a couple of value chances. Uh, Rhino says, "Got him." Yeah, very well done, Rhino. We'll uh, take a break yeah. for the news. Just before we do head to the news, aside from the tab Melbourne Cup preludes that we saw last night, any that you want to touch on in regards to victories in particular last night, Mitch at Sandown? Um, no, not really. I just thought that they were the uh, they were the main highlights. they were the main ones. They were the main highlights, and um, zipping Rambo returning to the winners list. He was fantastic. Yeah, that's true, and uh, it's got a bit of a cult following that dog, as we know, sipping Rambo. We'll take a break. The ninth at Murray Bridge will commence while we're at the news, so we might follow it in if we have time on the other side. If you want to text in, 0499 736 736. Matty likes the four at Murray Bridge in this race, which is grand host at $21. A big chance at big odds each way. So there are a few value chances, as we mentioned, for the next at Murray Bridge. So maybe someone will be happy. We'll take a break. The news is coming up and we'll be back on the other side. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. 
And a big welcome back to Frill of the Chase. I've just jumped at Murray Bridge in the ninth. Uh, there are a couple of minutes delayed there, but uh, we might keep an eye on that one, given a number of our listeners have got stakes as well as Mitch in this race. And, yeah, the witness. Uh, on it. Where's Valuable Witness at? Yeah, Valuable Witness. I'm just having a look at the field as we sit about fifth. Yeah, do you think it's in the yellow and black checkers. Yeah, do you think it'll come I'm not sure. I'm the middle? It's not far away. Not come sure on, the witness. I'm not sure if it's got the legs. We'll see. It's going to be a tight finish. Oh. I can't see. It's very, very tight. We'll see uh, the result very, very shortly. It was probably between two or three horses there. But Valuable Witness came oh, very late. I reckon, I reckon it got it's there. a chance. I reckon it's a chance. So well done, Mitchy. I reckon it got there. It's either that or the middle. The middle. Yeah, I think it certainly had the good run from the outside and it just had a plenty of room, a stack of room as it came down the straight. And I think it might have just got the bob of the head up. So well done to you, Mitch, if it does get well, up. I don't want to go the early crow. No we, yeah, I know, I know, know that it, neither do I, but they might but put a photo finish up because I don't know if I'm delayed compared to you on the uh, Sky Racing because everyone's can be a tad off at times. Photos all round at the moment at Murray Bridge. We'll keep you up to date there while we're waiting. Just a little here we go. On. You'll see it here, Dame. Oh, what do you reckon? Oh, I'm just about to see it. They haven't hit the line for me yet. You got up. Well done, Mitchie. I'll play a little bit of the music. It did. Oh, riding my pony. Woo! Oh, well done, Mitch. Back valuable witness paid three sixty top tote. Dave says Kishtar at twenty dollars was pipped on the line, and that had a couple of texters supporting it as well. So bad luck to those text messages there, uh, Dave, and and also I think Rhino wasn't far away either off the machine zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. We'll pay tribute to Paul Wheeler very shortly, but it's time now for Paul Sebastiani to join us for Bet Deluxe. Very good afternoon to you, Paul. Damien, Mitch, how are we? Getting that uh, getting that nose down on the photo finish there, Mitch. That was a tight finish oh. at uh, Murray Bridge in the last, wasn't it? <laughs> how good was that, mate? That was, yeah, fantastic. Needed that. That was, um, got it tipped to me and, yeah, geez, it made hard work of it, but got there in the end. Uh, doesn't matter how they win, boys, as long as they win. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. we got the Bendigo Cup final tomorrow night. We do indeed, yeah. But there's been a go here for the dog drawn in the uh, in the cherry box. Power of Buddy now uh, was a very good winner there at uh, at Bendigo last week, coming from the wide uh, from the wide box box eight. But uh, I think I actually think box one is going to suit him a little bit better tomorrow night in that Bendigo Cup final. It's been four dollars sixty into three dollars and eighty cents with betdeluxe.com.au. The favourite Typhoon Sammy is a winner of nine out of his last ten. He's just the drifting favourite. Sort of a dollar ninety-five out to two dollars and five cents at the moment, but uh, yeah, money with power, buddy. The Stephen Bruce train runner from Box One, so keep an eye for it. Race seven, number one at Bendigo tomorrow. And we've got tonight's Greyhound meets at Geelong and Warrigal, and the next coming up at the Meadows isn't too far away. Race six. So what's the market telling us there? Yeah, let's we'll quickly go over this race at the Meadows. Tim Britton's had one that's been very well back. King of Calypso, he's a very good dog. He's in form, hasn't been winning of late, but Ooh. two runner-up finishes. He's been three sixty into two dollars and fifty cents. So. Maybe keep an eye on that one in uh, in the next minute or so. So uh, I think the Britons have got a strong hand in this race as well. But uh, King of Calypso, best back. And then later on in the card as well, Gracie Bale for Daniel Gibbons is a $2.40 elect 
in race nine. So race nine, number three, it's probably been our best back runner of the night there at the Meadows. That'll jump in just over an hour at around 7.42. So race nine, number three at the Meadows, best back with betdeluxe.com.au. Gracie Bale. Hey, Paul, uh, what uh, what odds can we get for the two in this race, Suntory Rose? Because I'm a massive fan of it. Two, Suntory Rose, Angela Lankin. Four, four bucks at betdeluxe.com.au. Totes holding up, though, here at about $4.60. So I reckon that $4 quote might be the might be the way to go if you're looking outside the favourite there, Mitch. There you go. Beautiful. I'll be uh, I'll be having a slice of that. I like it. I reckon the three wants to push off the track and will give us a dream run. So four four dollars four forty. Bet deluxe. Get on. And just before we head to race six at the Meadows and following Mitch's tip, Caulfield Cup, Everest. It's almost Christmas time, I guess, from a spring racing carnival point of view. We're really starting to rev that up. What's the market looking like for those two big events, Paul? Yeah, we'll start with the Caulfield Cup. I don't think the wet weather's really going to bother incentivise. He's drawn out wide, but I think they'll be coming off the off the uh, rails in that Caulfield Cup later on in the day. $2.45 favourite with Bet Deluxe. Delphi's been well back to beat him, though, at $8.50. Young Bertha, each way money for him at $9 with Bet Deluxe. And the Everest as well, the $15 million Everest. Nature Strip heavily back, $4 into $3.20. But each way money for the stable mate home affairs at around the $10 quote. So... Big, big day of Group 1 racing and uh, the Everest up there in uh, up there in Ram. We can't wait for it, boys. Absolutely. Paul, thanks very much for your hey, time. Hey, Paul, what about... Uh, I was just going to say to Paul, without Sheppenden on uh, Monday night, we, we went against the uh, $1.70 pop and got the chockies. You did indeed. Well <laughs> done. Let's see if... See, odds on look on sometimes, gentlemen. You've got to try and find that each way value. That is spot on. If, if we can find more of that on the weekend, the punters will be happy at Better Luck. So uh, I think there's one tomorrow going around in the first at Caulfield. Might I tip him? Ghost Doctor. The more rain comes about, he's about 20 to 1 with Better Luck. So keep an eye out for Ghost Doctor. Ah, beautiful. Good on you, Paul. Love it. Thanks very much for your time, mate. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the big racing. No worries, you two, and good luck with all your bets. Good stuff. Paul Sebastiani there joining us from Better Luck. Spring racing specials every day. Serious betting for serious punters. Download the app today. Gamble responsibly as well. Call 1-800-858-858. The three got up in that previous race there at the Meadows. Mitch yeah. Calypso. Yeah, stepped beautifully. I didn't think it would. I know it wants to push off the track, so I had the concern that it would want to try and push off and find trouble and give the one and the two a nice run. But the one hampered the two, and uh, it was carnage after that. But, yeah, nice win. I didn't see the time for King of Calypso to be uh, they're a tad slower out there at the moment. There's been a bit of water around. Yeah, I know. And it does, just on that, we've spoken about this before in regards to the conditions, but if there's a significant deluge, does that have a significant effect on the dogs and certain dogs, or is it probably not as overtly apparent? Oh, no, no. It has a a big effect. No doubt about it. Um, It's uh, some dogs can really handle it and others hate it. I'll give you an example. I've got some pups here at home and when you put them in the run, some of them will run straight through the puddles like they're nothing and others will dodge them. They'll jump around them and uh, it's the same in the races. You, you, you see it that dogs, you know, they, they relish the water and it's it's probably like all sports, I suppose. You, you see the footy, some players, you know, hate a little bit of the wet weather stuff and others absolutely thrive in it. So, mm. yeah, it, it can affect some and that's the hardest part with the dogs when it rains. I try and steer clear because you're not sure which dogs will handle it and which won't. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you make a comparison to the horses, for instance, in the thoroughbreds, whether it has a bigger effect, a significant deluge of inclement weather has a bigger effect on horses in the thoroughbreds, uh, racing, that is, compared to the greyhounds. I don't know if it's fair to make that comparison, but uh, it's an interesting one. Mm. Uh, 
Just off well, the, the horses that they've actually got form. They've got the form that you can assess mm. for wet weather tracks. Yeah, that's true, and uh, it's obviously a significant factor to take into account. Just off the SMS as well, did Toby tip you into that Mitch, that previous winner at Murray Bridge? <laughs> no, Toby didn't, but uh, her partner may have uh, been pretty keen on it at some stage across the week. I think maybe uh, might might have said it in one of his shows. I think. Yeah, fair enough. And Roy from Templestowe yeah. says, love the new jam for the Peacock. Uh, thank you very much, Roy, for texting that through. So King of Calypso prevails in the sixth at the Meadows, ahead of Thunder Tears and Medallia Champ, three, four, and six, the numbers. Hey, Mitch, uh, name that's synonymous with Greyhound racing, particularly over the last decade, probably since the 1980s, really. The Wheeler family have obviously transcended the sport, and Paul Wheeler passed away at the age of 65. So just give us an insight to his legacy to the industry and also his contribution as well. Yeah, when I uh, when I first found out a bit about this, uh, the watchdog was actually the one that messaged me and told me and the sad news, and uh, it's devastating. He's been the best breeder in greyhound racing for a long time. He's produced that many superstars and been that big for our industry. Like I'm, I think he produces about three thousand pups a year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's just taking a guess, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, roughly the number. But he breeds that many litters, and uh, the amount of money, time, effort uh, into his setup uh, to get the quality of stock that he's got—it's absolutely phenomenal. And without him, we would be in a lot of trouble. That's my opinion. Uh, others would probably agree and disagree as well, but you take away uh, all the diners, all the uh, bales, um, and all the Allens, and you know, I'm telling you what, it's not as deep in the city racing. We see the Dailies, your Grenfells, um, your Britons as well. I've got some as well, Fanner Bale, uh, a couple of his best, and yeah. you know, Orson Allen. Uh, you just name a few, mate. He's had that many group winners. It's not funny. Uh, Dinah Tron, Dinah Villa. We could name. We could name hundreds, mate. He's had that many good ones. My, the most important, well, one of the most important of the lot, Fernando Bale and Zaire Allen. Those two are absolute superstars. But what he did for our game and the bloodlines that he started, uh, people are tapping into those now. I know that they're like they're, they're very hard to buy uh, his, some of his bitches because he tends to keep anything that can run over 500 metres. But some people have, you know, bought him some of the just okay ones and bred with those, and they've thrown some really nice types. So um, it's just, yeah, it's devastating. At such a well, 65 years old, you know, he's um, he, he, I'm sure he's still had a lot to give to the game, uh, a lot to give to, um, you know, the fa- his family. And I know his son Brendan has been taking over or taken over um, the breeding side of things for a few years now but um yeah he's obviously it says here he um his wife jan uh and he's got three children um mm-hmm. brendan the one who uh really plays a big role in the uh the wheelers family success when it comes to grand racing but what what an impact they have made on so many people um in our game it, it's phenomenal how many people he's touched that's right. He was inducted into the Australian Greyhound Racing Hall of Fame in 2016. And, Mitchie, just before we head to our next break, it's a story of great persistence in a way. I know he had plenty of success, and that's been well highlighted, but he had his struggles when he started early on in the late 70s, and really they built themselves up, and it's a true test of basically working your way up and persisting, particularly when you have tough times early on in your career. Oh, without a doubt, mate. Without a doubt, you know, like no one, no one's. Well, I won't say no one, but it's very, very, very rare that you'll be just blessed with, you know, group dogs just, you know, falling at your feet. You've got to start somewhere, and I know I've, I'm close with the dailies. I, I you know, do a bit of work down there, and um, you know, I have a chat to them on the phone, and they said that, you know, when they started out, they didn't have anything super, and it was only through, you know, the, the connection with Wheeler that 
they got some, you know, some handy pups and that once once the word of mouth spreads and, you know, you get to see some success and you build a friendship that, you know, that, that bond and um, it, it's it's continued not through the daily, just through the dailies, but, you know, it's got Corey Grenfell uh, to where he is now. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing the amount, as I said, it's amazing the amount of people like Robbie Britton trained Fanta Bale for him, um, you know, the Gibbonses and Camilleries and uh, like the, the Dalbridges. There's that many that are touched by him, but the impact that he's made and his breeding uh, over the years, like you've got to think that you know he didn't just get didn't just get the city and group class pups from nowhere. He he had to start a line. He had to take risks, and that's the big thing. It's risky breeding pups, and no doubt about it. That you know when you when you go out on a limb, you may you know get a litter that you know are just average, or you may get a litter that you know can't run at all. You get some pups in there that can run, and he just kept trying to breed you know with his better quality stock and hope to get better pups. And you know he just got he just ended up with. You know, so many freaks, but I'm sure that, um, you know, he had his ups and downs as well. Yeah, off the SMS, Brian from St Albans says, my favourite Paul Wheeler Greyhound is Canton Bale. And Roy oh, from- yeah, he's a jet. Roy from Templestowe says, not big in Greyhound racing myself, but my thoughts and prayers go out to the Wheeler family. May he rest in peace. Thank you, Roy, for sending that through. We'll take a break on Thrill of the Chase and we'll preview the upcoming racing on the other side of this. Damian Watson and Mitch Abaya with you. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase right across the country on SEN Track. Damien Watson joined by Mitch Abaya, who's here thanks to Sale Sundays, which is on on Sundays at 6pm across the SEN network for Sale Greyhound Racing Club. They're open with limited numbers. Righto likes Nikki, the Nicky Knack, or Nicky Knee Knack, I think is the way to pronounce it at Taree, each way at 15s and 4s. Mitch, let's turn our attention to the upcoming racing. Firstly, at Geelong tonight, 12 races on the program. Any best bets there for the listeners? Yeah, I've actually got three now. I'm saying to play cautious because uh, the rain, and it's going to be, it's going to make a little bit of a difference, no doubt about it. That some dogs will handle it, some won't. But I've got to just, uh, I'll throw these out. And what what I advise always, if I give say four tips, maybe have a small little multi on all four together, but don't make that, don't pin that all your hopes on that because if one goes down, then you know. You're out. But uh, I turn the back them all straight out and then maybe do some sort of system multi with them doubles and triples. But um, we'll start here. Race two, number two, Tigalong Nibel. Now, I think this dog's got ability. Um, I, I'd said it about following that uh, last start. Now, it's got a slow beginner drawn inside, Fabrioliannis. I think it's going to position up well. It is a maiden this race. Um, and I think being drawn close to the rail where it wants to be, uh, it is a big improver. It's six dollars into five fifty. I think it's great value. Uh, it is a maiden, as I said, but there's been a massive, massive go for number seven Demon Flyer. It's ten dollars into three fifty. So that's one of the biggest moves you'll see for a while. So race two, number two, Tigalong Nibel. That was at um, yeah five dollars fifty. You can back it each way. You get uh, three place dividends. The next of my best now. I was uh, relatively keen on this one. Race three, number eight, Buster Harley. Um, one thing I always say, and you guys would have heard it numerous times, is that uh, follow the money when it comes to maidens. Four sixty into three eighty, uh, the money's there, and I, I think he's going to be a, a big chance. There's been a bit of money around for number four Zara's Ivan. Uh, this pup's beautifully bred. Barcia Bell, Zara's Entity. Jeez, uh, I'm tipping it has a bit of a motor, but uh, I'm happy to uh, happy to go with the eight here because I just think drawn out wide as a maiden. You won't get any pressure and you can scoot around them. So that's race three, number eight. 
uh, at around the $3.80 mark. And my other best at uh, Geelong was race eight, number six, Toby Castle, one of my all-time favourites. I thought it was uh, fitting to throw this one in after uh, Toby's performance last night uh, on the Lids Fly. She absolutely tore it apart, but um, she might be building a castle right now with the amount of winners that she tipped. But um, no, I just think it's really well drawn. Slow beginner, in, two slow beginners, or almost three slow beginners drawn inside. A wide runner drawn out directly outside in Fernandez. I think Toby Castle goes straight to the front and says goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, yeah, two dollars seventy. I think is a really good price. And then uh, I've got one at Warrigal, mate. Yep. Which that? Which one is that in particular? With twelve races on the program. Yeah, I'm all about uh, all about race two, number one here, corn and caviar. Uh, it's two dollars at the moment. Open two eighty this morning. Well it bred. is a maiden. Yep, well-bred, exactly right. Uh, you're all about it. Uh, raw ability, strong, Beth. Um, this dog uh, trained by uh, Kuda, Kuda Karma. Um, good fella, very passionate about his dogs, and I think this dog uh, has ability based on the amount of money come for it so far. It's over 400, uh, race two on the card. So I've gone for three maidens tonight, which is probably a bit of against, against my rule, but um, I think that the money is too strong to uh, ignore. I should mention, too, Campbell Brown has given a big push for Dangers in the next uh, packet of race three. It's the favourite at the moment at 2.40. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. Damian Watson with Mitch Bayer. You can catch Mitch with Jason Boddington and GRV's Rob Popplestone and Peter Johnston for Sale Sundays. Thanks to Sale Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Keto and Bar, all open with limited numbers and takeaways still available. And just before we finish here, Mitchie, what do you like for the Bendigo Cup final? I reckon this is a cracking race. Uh, I know all the talk's been about Typhoon Sammy and two right. He broke the track record last week when 6.38. Now, I reckon there is a real nice roughie here. Um, I'm just trying to get the exact odds up. Uh, sorry, Damo. Um, because I, I reckon we can find – I reckon we can find – I don't even beat Typhoon Sammy, but if he comes across hard, Typhoon Sammy, and finds a little bit of bother, I think this thing will beat it. Um, it is number eight, lots of chatter, $23 and three sixty. I think the place value is is superb. What what you're going to find is boxes two and three want to push off the track. Boxes five, six, and seven are going to want to cut hard to the fence. And lots of chatter's got a great record off box eight. Uh, he's won five races from out there. He's won from every box. He went twenty three fifty four last week. Um, and I just think beautifully drawn at those sort of odds, crazy overs. There you go. So you heard it here first. That Mitch, that is Mitch Bayer's. Sweet tip for Bendigo Cup final night, zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. Just before we wrap up, Mitch, do you have a tip here, a sneaky tip for the pun yes. race seven at the Meadows? Yep, pretty keen on the three here. I think it just gets a nice position. Uh, the one's a slow beginner. The four will push wide on the first turn, and I think uh, maybe a three to beat six exacta. All right, we'll follow you in, Mitchie. Thanks very much for joining us once again. Enjoy a big weekend of racing across all codes and jurisdictions, and in particular with the Bendigo Cup final tomorrow night. Thanks, mate. Have a great weekend, everyone, and uh, stay out of the rain. Yeah, that's the main thing for tonight, isn't it? Probably across the weekend as well. That was Thrill of the Chase for another week, another Friday. Stay tuned to SEN Track. In fact, across the SEN network, Miles Fitzner and Tommy Haylock will take you through the Betfair Edge. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.